those words were written 700 years before Jesus Christ came. Kind of sounds like him, doesn't it? In fact, a little over 700 years after these words were written, there was a, uh, a government official from the land of Ethiopia. And he was traveling back from Jerusalem in a, in a wagon, uh, the Bible says a chariot. And uh, there was this uh, guy named Philip. Philip was a deacon in the church at, uh, uh, at Jerusalem, and he had been preaching in Samaria, and God moved him over to see this man from Ethiopia. And the man from Ethiopia was reading this very text. And Philip asked him and said, Do you know what you're reading? And the man says, How can I? Except some man guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. In humiliation his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth? This government official said, who is this the prophet speaking of? Then Philip opened his mouth and began to, to <clears throat> at the same scripture, and he preached unto him Jesus. This morning, I want to be like Philip, and I want to preach unto you Jesus, because this is what today is all about. In fact, this is really what we celebrate every Sunday here. We celebrate the resurrection of our, our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning, I just want to let you know that you must believe on Jesus, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. As Philip preached this, the Bible in, in Acts chapter 8 goes on to say this. This Ethiopian official said this, And they went on their way, and they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This morning I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's who he is. The Son of God. And we must believe that because of Jesus the servant. Did you notice in Isaiah, it says, Who had believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. <clears throat> Jesus was no rock star. He wasn't a great looking man. The Bible is clear. He's just plain looking. Somebody the, a couple of weeks ago, um, working with some uh, uh, Charlotte County government, some other agencies and things about how to reach teenagers in this area, what we can better do. And this one lady, um, she brought me a picture of Jesus. Now, I know Jesus didn't look like this. 
You know, it's one of those great pictures. My great-grandmother had one in her house, and Jesus is looking out, and he's got this real solemn look and inspiration. But the Bible says he didn't look like that. He wasn't anything special looking. In fact, most people, uh, they just rejected him. They looked down on him. Gospel of John says that he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. His own people rejected him. By the way, in Psalm 22, it says this. It's a great description of what Jesus went through on the cross. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men, despised of people. Jesus didn't come here as a conquering king. He came as a servant, not as the rock star, but as one who ministered to the needs of others. He came so that he could feel our pain, he could feel our suffering, and he could have compassion on them. No, let me change that. He could have compassion on us. That's why he came. He came because he's a servant. Not only that, he came because there's a problem called sin. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity at all. Transgression is, is rebellion. We are rebellious people. Here we live in we live in a country that started by rebellion. Is it any wonder Americans are always kind of rebellious? We never wanted a king. We got we kicked we got rid of that stuff. So we're rebellious. And and, and we <clears throat> As people have rebelled against our God, we, he knows what's best for us, but we don't want what's best for us. We want what we want. Iniquity and is perversity or depravity. Peace, we have no peace. We have no prosperity. We have no tranquility. Contentment is with God in a covenant relationship, and we've all just kind of gone our own way. How many of y'all have remembered when your children were little, if you still have little children? And what do they want to do? No, I want to do I want to. I'll do it. But y'all want you to do this? No, no, I'll do it. My kids are awful doing that. I'll do it. They still do that. I'll do it. But you're not going to do it right. But I'll do it. Okay? You'll do it again. Isn't that how we act? I can do it. I'm going to do it my way. In fact, we sing songs like that. I'll do it my way. Some of y'all remember that. Good old Frank Sinatra. Yeah. My mother listened to him, man. I wasn't part of that crowd. I was part of Leonard Skinner, Freebird. Listen, but we have this problem. In the Good News Club, we explain sin this way. It's anything we think, say, or do that displeases God. And I sure do think a lot of things that I know displease God. 
And I sure have done a lot of things I know displease God. And I've said a lot of things that displease God. And and you know what? We all have. Some of us more than others. But there's no comparison. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's It's all displeasing God. And we're all been in that, in that place. And because of that, Jesus came. Because there's a problem, he came to answer that problem. He did it with a sacrifice. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Psalm 22 again. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. And they pierced my hands and feet. Mark 15 says. And when they had crucified him. They parted his garments. Casting lots upon them. What every man should take. John 19. But when they came to Jesus. They saw that he was dead already. They break not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear. Pierced his side. And forthwith came out <clears throat> blood and, and water. He was wounded for us. He was bruised for us. To crush. He was crushed. He was broken. He was beaten. And Psalm, hundreds of years before, described it. They gaped upon him with their mouths as ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. Matthew tells us that the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him a whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe, and they planted a crown of thorns, and they put it upon his head and a reed in his hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews and they spit on him and they took the reed and they smote him on the head and after that they mocked him they took the robe off of him and put on his own raiment on and led him away to crucify Mark says Pilate was willing to content the people release Barabbas unto them and deliver Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified he suffered for us I have a son. I have a grandson. I don't want them ever to suffer for anybody else. You won't either. But Jesus, the Son of God, suffered for us. Not only did he suffer, but he did it in silence. He didn't open his mouth. He, he, Matthew says that he, he stood before the governor and he just didn't say anything. He allowed all of this stuff to happen. And to top it all off, he was alone. Psalm 22 again says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew 27, four, uh, verse 46 says, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbathiai. As to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He sacrificed silently. 
He also, he sacrificed for us. He sacrificed for us. 2 Corinthians says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Romans says, But God commendeth, or God gives us his love, and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, the other stuff is kind of bad. In fact, it's horrible. But here we start getting the good news. He did all that for us. He loves us with an incredible love. It, you know what? It doesn't matter what you've ever done. It doesn't matter what you've ever said. It doesn't matter what you've ever thought. His sacrifice was enough that all could be forgiven. That's good news. That's great news. He sacrificed that for us. He sacrificed for us. Not only did he sacrifice for us, but his sacrifice was accepted. Isaiah 53.10 says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put to him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper him. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining As they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Oh, that sacrifice accepted the death of Christ the shed blood of Christ paid for all the sins but the resurrection of Christ gives us eternal life means we never we, we, we never have to die that when we leave this earth we are present with him and the Bible says he's going to come back and we'll rule and reign with him forever. That's incredible. He did that for us. Isn't that amazing? That sacrifice was acceptable. It was enough. I've heard people say, well, it's not enough. Yeah. I know people give a little theology. A limited atonement. It's not limited. The only reason... Atonement is limited is that nobody receives it. His shed blood is sufficient to take care of all sin. All of mine and all of yours. And it was accepted of God as the final payment. That's what the gift of salvation is. Isaiah says it this way. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, 
because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. For all of sin to come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We have the gift of eternal life. We didn't have to pay for it. He took care of it for us. Now, what are we going to do with all this stuff? How do we respond to this truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? If you're here and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, or <clears throat> you, you need to act like this Ethiopian man did and receive Christ as your Savior. Again, it's not a difficult thing. Um, in fact, it's real simple. I think that's a problem for most of us. It's too simple. How can it be so simple? It's like ABC. One, just admit that you've sinned. That's the A. Well, it's not real hard to do that. If you get honest with yourself. It's not hard. You know, we teach... Uh, we teach evangelism um, in the way of the master. In the way of the master, one of the things you do is you ask questions. And like, have you ever told a lie? I think everybody would admit they've told at least one little bitty one. And have you ever taken anything that wasn't yours? More than likely. Even if you're a little kid, you may have, you know, snatched, I wonder how many kids are snatching toys from each other in the nursery now. You know that happens. Those of you who haven't been in the nursery for a while, you need to go back and just get a refresher course. Listen, we've all done things. We just need to admit that we've done those things. Second, we have to believe. We have to believe that Jesus Christ, he came, he lived a perfect life. He willingly gave that perfect life, sacrificed himself to pay for our sins, pay for the penalty. He paid the fine. He was buried, and the third day he rose again. So not only did he pay, for the, pay the fine, he conquered death to give us life. And see, just call on him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What you're saved from is the, I know that's a church word. Let me explain this saved thing. I used to not like these church words. I still struggle with some of them. Because if you're not churched, you don't understand them. When you get saved, it's a, it, it, it means that you're saved from the penalty of your sin. You don't have to pay for it. And, and, and you're, you're, you're saved at some, there'll be a point in time where you're saved from the very presence of sin. That's a good thing. We can, we can live in paradise once again. Call upon the name of the Lord. First John, or John 1.12 says this, But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. It's simple. If 
you're here and you've never received Christ as your Savior, ABC. Commit, believe, and call on him. You don't have to leave here the same way you came in. Now, if you've received Christ as your Savior, you need to respond too. For those of you who have experienced that gift of salvation, well, you need to start telling others. You need to tell others about this. Matthew 28, these are the last recorded words of Jesus on earth. And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. He just asked us to go tell everybody. He didn't ask us to do the sacrificing. He didn't ask us to do the, the saving. He just said, go tell everybody. Let's go tell everybody. In fact, some of y'all, um, I was supposed to get some sign-up sheets here. April 28th, we're going to go tell people at the Punta Gorda block party. We're going to paint faces and uh, give the gospel as we do the wordless book colors. We're going to make bracelets with the wordless book colors. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you lost. I lost you. But it's a real simple way of sharing the gospel. And we're going to go do that at the block party. Well, everybody's partying all around us, and, and uh, we're going to be there with a gospel witness. We're going to tell people. And you have the opportunity to tell people all the time. You don't have to be a great orator. I'm certainly not. But we all have mouths, and we just say the truth. Hey, Jesus came. He sacrificed. He rose again. And if you'll call on him, you can be forgiven. Have eternal life. That simple. So, as we come today, as we celebrate the giving of life to us, the resurrection of the living God, of Jesus Christ, that, that the sacrifice, and the giving of life, how will you respond today? Last life song come up. We're going to do an invitation time. Before they sing, I'm going to pray. You guys probably thought I'm going to preach a long time. My voice won't last long. I'd rather hear them. Their message is amazing through song. Let's pray together. Father, as we come this morning, we are so very thankful that you loved us enough to send your son who's perfect and who willingly sacrificed himself so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be brought back to you. Pray this morning, if there's one here that has never received you, never understand that clear message, Lord, I pray that this morning they'll call, make it personal, not about religion, not about activities, but about a relationship with you. And Father, for those who know you, 
May we become obedient to you and share you with all those around us. We ask in Christ's name. Let's stand. God's dealing with you. If you want to know about salvation, you can come forward or, or uh, you can see some of us at the end of the service. Um, there's plenty of people here that will be happy to tell you about Lord Jesus. We give you that opportunity to respond. Respond now. Yeah.